Hey guys, we are a couple of months away from November 16th. And you know what's happening on November 16th? That is the very first ever The Making of Retreat. And it's going to be in Napa, California, the Archer Hotel. And it's going to be two days filled with great food, great wine, and great company. First and foremost, what's going to happen is on Wednesday, November 16th, you're going to arrive and there's going to be a casual meet and greet on the rooftop. And then Thursday to Friday, that's when we get into the nitty gritty. That's when we're going to get into the actual stuff that you're going to be learning. Dr. Ashley will be speaking. Joshua Scott from Studio 88 will be speaking. Chris Phelps will be there speaking and presenting as well. Kira Dent will be there presenting. Katie Toe, uh, Vivek Kenra. And get this, guys. The following day, Scott Luna from Breakaway is going to be hosting a mastermind session pretty much the whole half of the day. And it's going to be a topic he's never really uh, shown before. So we're going to get exclusivity to that. And it's going to be exciting to see that. So, guys, we're excited to see you there. And then on Saturday and Sunday, November 19th and 20th, it's all up to you on what you want to do, right? Like I said, it's going to be in Napa, California. It's going to be on November 16th. Go in the show notes below. This is for the startup doctors who are already in their practice, maybe from year one to year five, want to share some knowledge or want to learn more to break through some barriers that they're experiencing right now. And it's also for the people who are, hey, man, I don't know if I should do a startup or an acquisition. What do you think? Let me look into the information. That's who it's for as well. So if you don't have your practice yet, but you've been thinking about owning your own practice, this retreat is for you. It's also for the ones who want to have a good time, right? Share stories, laugh, commiserate over wine tastings, three course meals, and rooftop rendezvous. So guys, go in the show notes below. It's going to be the first link in the show notes below, the making of retreat, and use the coupon code, the making of pod, and you're going to get a percentage off your ticket. That's the making of pod. I'm going to put that coupon code in the show notes below too. So go to themakingofpodcast.com forward slash retreat and then click on reserve your spot. Once you reserve your spot, fill out all the information, use the coupon code of the making of pod and you guys will get a specific discount uh, just for listening and being a member and subscribing to this podcast. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, let's get into this episode. Ashley, how, Hi, how long has it been since we... I should have looked it up before. How long has it been since we recorded? Um, I feel like it was since, what, September of last year, possibly? Like, pushing a year. Has it? Maybe like a solid eight months, I feel like. Man. Or no, maybe like, maybe, I don't know, maybe it has been the eight months. One thing I want to talk about is like, you're in, you're in DSI now, right? I am totally in DSI and I'm eating this up. I, I remember it. when you got when I saw that you were on there, I was like, oh, she she got it. She did. We'll talk I, about that. I ripped off the bandaid. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm doing it. I'm not going to get approval from my husband. I'm just going in and I'm easily impressionable sometimes. So and I went to the dental success summit. Yeah. And I loved it. It was so much fun. And it's everything that I've always wanted to do. So I was like, you know what? Let me just just do it now. You know, like Nike, just do it. Like just do it. Okay, so it was <laughs> December twentieth, two thousand twenty-one. So almost okay. like you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a almost little... eight months. I was close. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so you decided to go with them? Why? Like, what was the? Was it because of like the event that was going on, or because I think you were with the Dental Eighteen before, right? Yeah. So I, I actually am still with them. 
I um, went to Dental Success Summit in Scottsdale, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. And I am totally obsessed with Dr. Mark Costas. So I went to the Dental Notches event in May with Dr. Uh, Paul Goodman in Philly. And he like hosted this like super awesome two-day event for dental students, new dentists, old dentists, everybody. Before I went, I was like, oh, like Dr. Mark Costas looks like he's going to maybe probably zoom in. Like I saw his name on the thing. And then they're like, no, he's actually going to be there. I'm like, stop. Are you serious? I'm obsessed with him. So I got to meet him there and I was like fangirling. I was like, oh my God, let's take a selfie. Like this is the best moment of my life. And so he was like, well, why don't you come to this event and so forth? So I was like, you know what? I'm freaking going to go because who knows where next year is going to be. Live in the moment, like just figure it out and just go. So I went with my dental assistant, Carla. She went with me and we had a freaking blast. I got food poisoning right before I boarded the flight. I completely profusely threw up right before, but I was able to somehow make it back to the East Coast without throwing up on the plane. But it was the most amazing thing. You got food poisoning at the event? I ate like really raw scallops and they were like, okay, boarding main cabin too, because I'm not, you know, I can't do first class yet. So they're like, main cabin (laughs) too. And I'm like, I'm going to literally throw up. So I had to run to the bathroom and then we board it real quick. And I just tried to take deep breaths, but it was so worth it. I was so glad. They asked you at the end, of course, like with a lot of courses, hey, do you want to sign up? And I've always wanted, it's on my vision board for for years to be a DSI member. So I was like, you know what, as I'm building this practice, I want a great foundation. This is what I've always wanted to do. So why not just do it now? I feel like there's never going to be a good time for anything, but I feel like the earlier you can get established and have some good benchmarks and good goals, the better it's going to be for the long term. So, yeah. So you explaining the whole thing. Actually, I missed you. Man, oh, we, gotta, we really got to <laughs> <gotta> talk about <laughs> So you, <laughs> It's been a whole situation. Hold on. Rewind okay. a little bit. Yeah. The event where you met Mark, what was that event? Dental Nachos. So, um, oh, okay. Okay. yeah, with Paul. Dr. Paul Goodman. Yep. He, I've been to like three boost camps at this point. I'm like an old grandma coming to boost camps now. And he was like, come to this thing. I was like, no, like I've already gone to like two. I don't really you know, want to go. I got to like pay the money. And he's like, just go. It's going to be worth it. So glad that I, I did it. First of all, they have amazing t-shirts. Second of all, like it was just so packed with so much value because each speaker had about, honestly, like only 15 minutes. So Mark only had like 15 minutes and, you know, he can go on for like hours and hours, but Mm -hmm. everyone just gave us like nuggets. And it was like, like like-minded people, just super, one of the best boost camps that he's hosted to this date. And I've been to all of them. So yeah, I, I was super grateful that he was able to host such a fantastic event. What is the boost camps all about? Cause I see that a lot. And I'm sure like a lot of the listeners are like, what is this? Is it like a, just to get your feet off the ground type of thing or? Yeah. So Paul is so, as you guys know, for like dental nachos, he's so passionate about helping other people and creating like a positive environment in dentistry. Because I think a lot of the times, like there can be a lot of negativity and stuff like that. And people are like, oh, why do you want to be a dentist? This profession sucks. So he really tries to like focus on the positive stuff. So I went when I was, I think I was in between residency and my first year practice. And he really, he doesn't really give that much of an agenda because he really wants to tailor it to like what that group needs. You know, whether it's him kind of expanding on it, but it's like how, you know, your first first associate position, you need to have someone read your contract. Like that was like one of the first lessons I learned. And I'm so glad I've always had someone read a contract because you can get burnt so easily. It's not worth it 
it's going to cost you more money in the long term. So learning things like that, like how to navigate your first associate position, how to buy a practice, what are some key things you need? How do you manage your team? I even learned if someone's crying, give them a bottle of water. It'll help them stop crying. Like little random things I've learned from Paul over the years, you know, has just helped in creating the relationships with people from all different walks of of their career has been helpful because there's always at least someone that can relate to what you're going through now. And so like, I think that just having those relationships have been very valuable. And I still talk to one of the guys is he's in DSI as well. And he's hosting the meeting in August. And I'm actually staying at his house, like with his wife, like they open their guest bedroom. So, and I met him at the second boost camp. Who's that? Dane, Dane. I don't know how to say his last name. It starts with a G. Gravestein or something. Yeah. So I'm like, awesome. Like I have these lifelong friends and it's nice seeing people over and over again. Yeah. Okay. So now you're in DSI because I see them wear the shirt GSD. And I think it was just like not that long. I was like, what is a rhino? What is GSD? And I never yeah. asked Mark, but then I figured it out. And I was like, honor oh, my Mark. I know what I mean. <laughs> so what have you done in DSI so far? So I just really started like end of June, beginning of July. But I've already had, was it just one call? One call with Jake. He's like their number whiz. And he does a fantastic job of like taking all your numbers and making it super digestible. I knew, and we'll get into more details about where my practice is now, but I knew that my overhead was high and like all these things, but I didn't really know how, like what levers to pull. So he's like, okay, like you're overspending in this category, like, or like this makes sense because I didn't have a hygienist. I felt like I was just really limiting my, myself. He was like, okay, but I'm looking at this. It's screaming like you need to hire a hygienist, you know, like, so he's able to kind of navigate that. I've already had two team meetings with their team coach and my, my team has like loved it. So they're like, what do you want to talk about? We talked about calls, you know, new patient calls and the challenges that we have with price shoppers or different types of callers and how to manage that. And then I've had two coaches calls already. So one was with Dr. Kelly Dove. She's so sweet. And then Dr. Summer. And I have another one with Summer as well. Everyone has a different approach to it. So you really have to just kind of take it to see what's going to work for you. And they're really good at like troubleshooting. And Kelly was just so eloquent on how she like explained how to like separate yourself from like a team member and and just like, hey, like, you know, it's like we're dancing. Like she just had like such a nice way of explaining like this isn't working. Their verbiage and how to be a good leader, it just resonates with me. And I've I've learned so much already. And they have so many amazing resources that, um, you know, you just have to put the work in. It's not going to be a magic pill, but as long as you put the work in, like there's no reason why you can't succeed. And I've already felt that. And I feel like we're in such a fantastic place now that I have some direction. Your practice is in a fantastic place right now? Everything, like me personally, the practice. And I don't know, you know, when you want to dive into it, but like I've had some challenges. I've talked about that with like the team before, like kind of going through like different team members, but I freaking love my team now. Like I could cry. Like I love them. They are perfect. Like everyone is so different. And we had a team meeting today and we go around and we talk about positives before we start. We go over a mission, vision, core values and something positive, personal or professional. So everyone still shared two. I was like, y'all, you can just pick one, but everybody wanted to share both. And everybody was just talking about how amazing our team is. And like, even though we're all like sisters, and even if someone's having a bad day, we don't hold a grudge. You just, okay, talk about it. Hey, 
feel like you're being a little bit short. Maybe you're on your period. I don't know, but let's move on. You know, like get it yeah. off your chest, but like, let's keep it rolling. Like, I don't have the energy to dwell on like being mad at you or holding grudges. It's a waste of energy. Like the whole team has that mindset. And then one person's really going through like a lot of issues at home, but they're like, you know, this family, like I have like so much support. So we just have like great camaraderie and we all value each other's differences. But I think we all shine in different areas and we all work very well together, which is awesome. So what's the end goal here? Like, when is it going to be where like, I am done with DSI? I don't know if I ever want to be done. I think I want to one day be a black belt coach. Oh, like, like I, I think Chris and Tahir. A hundred percent. Like I love and just being a black female. I don't know if they have a black female coach, but and my friend, Melissa Torres, I talk about her all the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, we have a Latina up there, a black female coach. Like, you know, we want to break barriers. But I think I would love to just always be associated with them. Melissa's a black belt coach? No, she's not. But we're like, we should, because I made her come to the thing. I was like, you're coming. It was Tuesday. I was like, you're coming. Get your flight to leave on Thursday. She's yeah. like, I don't know. I was like, you're fine. I was like, you've been at your job for so many years. Like, just come. <laughs> I'm sure they won't mind. But yeah, so she she came and we were just in awe the whole time. And we were just like, you know, just kids in candy stores, basically. Yeah, I was happy. I'm happy for you that you finally joined. I know that was like a huge goal of yours. So real quick, rewind a little bit. Were you not in a fantastic place personally and practice wise not too long ago or what? Um, I was not in a bad place, but it wasn't a good. I was kind of stuck in a rut almost like I was just I was being I was existing. I was there with having like some team changes. Honestly, there were some days I'm like, ugh. I got to go to my own office, you know, like no one should ever feel like that. It was just, it was too much. And I was like, I want to love coming here despite the challenges or sometimes you're gonna have some patients that are uh, difficult to work with, but like you always want to be, because we're in the trenches together and you want to enjoy being in the trenches with like the people that you have the most fun with. And I'll be honest, like, again, we'll get into the details, but I feel like that took away from a lot of my focus on like the growth of the practice because I was just dealing with a lot of that, that I, it took away from me developing the practice. So now I feel like I can actually focus on the growth of the practice and not just try to get by, if that makes sense. So what took away from the growth of the practice was you dealing with like your team members and stuff like that? Yeah, like just dealing with like team members and just the culture of the practice wasn't what I've always wanted it to be. And I'm, I try to be a very positive person. I'm not perfect, but it drained me. And like all of my coaching calls with Dental 18 was just in regards to other people in the practice. And I'm like, I'm paying all this money. And all I'm talking about are like two people this whole time. That is like selfish. I was like, this is taking away from my ability to like tap into these amazing resources to grow this practice. But I'm just trying to put out fires. When did you catch this? When were you like, I am talking about two people this whole time. Well, this has always kind of been from the beginning, like, you know, and it wasn't always just two people, but it was always a couple of people at one time. And then like, even one of my team members I have now, like there were some challenges there, but I was able to address it and it's corrected now. Like they were able to receive the information well and understood where I was coming from and not make excuses. You know, they were able to own what the challenges were and like was able to change it for the better. And now like we all are like on the same page. 
Whereas like, you know, some of the other people, and again, not just two people, but some of the other people before, like you would try to talk to them and it was always the excuse of like why they don't want to own what's happening. And then I'm like, okay, well, do, how many more chances do I give? I'm like, okay, let me just be more patient. Let me, you know, the next coaching call, we'll spend another 30 minutes to an hour talking about that. You know, and it, I wasn't focused on, okay, how do we get bigger uh, patient case acceptance? How are we doing five-star phone calls? And you know what I mean? And stuff like that. Like it was all directed towards the culture that was very negative and the other people weren't happy. How did it turn negative? Everyone would bring their problems in. My coach, I had amazing coaches my whole life. They always said, leave your problems at the door. They'll be right there when you pick them back up on the way out. (laughs) So like, you know, everyone's going to have problems. You have to leave them at the door. And another person always told me like, it's almost like you're on stage. When you come in through that break room or through the door from outside, you're on stage. You cannot tell if Cinderella has had diarrhea all night and she's a fan up when you go to Disney World. She's smiling. She has a tiara Mm -hmm. on. She is ready to make your day fantastic, regardless of what's going on in her life. Like we have to be like that too. So like there's just a lot of problems being from outside and a lot of, you know, being like, oh, well, you know, let's talk about positive. Oh, well, my car broke down again. So I don't know. You know, I've been, you know, someone broke up with me and you know, there's nothing really positive. And then people were like, well, I don't want to share my positive because all this girl talks about is negative stuff. And then it just kills, kills the mood. Yeah. There's a hard line. You know what I mean? Like where you're like, I want to take care of you guys or they see you as like, oh, my gosh, Ashley takes care of us. Right. Right. And then you know, you're eating lunch one day, you're talking about your problems. You're like, you're going to get through it. You know, you want to be, you want to have empathy. Yeah. You want to be supportive and stuff like that. Right. And then I guess I, it's hard to find the line where it's like, all right, calm down. Now it's every day. Now, like I get it, you know, I'll get it. (laughs) Yeah. So how'd you find that? Or what'd you do to find it? I mean, I really, I guess I really did. Like, that's why I had to have like some changes with the team because it never got fixed. And you let I them go. I let them go. I had to, for the sake of everyone else, like it's not fair to make everyone else miserable coming to work. Like that's not fair. And, and when it's been addressed multiple times at that point, there's only so much at that point. It's just sometimes not a good cultural fit of like, these are what we want our team to embody. And we want everyone to be positive. We want this to be env- environment to be good, positive. And if you can't embody what we're looking for, then sometimes then it's just not a good fit. And that's, that's okay. How did that conversation go with them? Were they like, oh my gosh, you're such a jerk. You're not considerate. Or were they like, I understand. There were other things going on too. Like that wasn't the only thing, but there were other things that led to, to the final straw. But, you know, like leading up to it, it was, you know, cause I do one-on-ones with the team every month, do a check-in and it was like, okay, well, Everything that basically comes from your mouth is very negative. We understand that you're going through things, but like, I was like, honestly, no one wants to be around someone negative. Let's be honest. Like, do you know anyone that you're like, yeah, I love being around this negative person? Mm-hmm. Nobody. So like, don't be that person that like is just being negative all the time because no one's going to want to be around you. I'm just being honest. Yeah. What were the other things that led up to it? I don't know. Just being inconsistent, late you got to set a standard. And if people are always late, then it's like the other person, I can't punish the other person if they're also late because they're like, okay, well, so-and-so is always late. So now you're going to like punish me. So you have to like keep it even playing field. But I do think that I have learned a lot from it. I've learned how to properly interview. 
which I did listen to you and Andrew's recent episode. He's also DSI, Andrew Velo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he is. But like hiring. And I was like, yes, like you have to learn how to hire. I'm still figuring out, but like my hygienist, I freaking love her. She's so amazing. But you have to ask the right questions. I'm like, I was not asking good questions. I sucked at it. What questions did you ask her? How do you... Well, how did that go? What did you learn from that? Where you're like, okay. I learned to ask more scenario questions and ask like the philosophy of treatment. Like as a hygienist, I want to know what your philosophy of treatment is. Because if we are already not on the same page, it ain't going to work. If you think everybody's an SRP then, or it's like, you know, you want to do bloody profi, like that's also not going to work. So philosophy of treatment and just asking like scenario questions of like challenges, like explain a time when you had a conflict with the coworker and how did it go? You know, did they resolve it? Did they, one girl was like, oh yeah, she talks crap all the time. And then I told her that I'm like, okay, well now you just, you know, (laughs) that's not going to work here. No, but tell me more. What happened? No, I get you. And then I told her back, like, no. We don't need that. We need someone that's going to troubleshoot and hear the other person out and then like reach a common ground and like move on. Gotcha. Okay. So since December, how many people are on your team? Uh, I have four now. I have two assistants, one front desk and one hygienist now. Who do you have? I mean, you don't have to give me specific names, but like who did you let go of and replace? Um, so I'm not going to say their names, but assistants, you know, since the beginning, just been challenging with like getting good assistants. Okay. Has it been easy finding assistants or is it like kind of like dry out there? Oh, it's hard. So my two assistants, I worked with them at previous offices. The ones you have right now? Yes. My ones I have right now, I worked with at previous office. And then I still have my front desk, Raquel. She's awesome. Love her. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 And so... Then, yeah, Katie randomly, our hygienist randomly just like, I, I mean, I had an Indeed thing, but she emailed us and I'm like, anybody who emails me, I'm jumping on it like hotcakes. I'm like, let me call them. The 15 minute phone interview, we talked for an hour and 47 minutes. Really? Yes. What made it where you're like, oh my gosh, this is it. She's the one. She was just the one from the beginning. Like we just... We instantly clicked. I feel like she reminded me so much of my, one of my best friends, Carly. Uh, she, Carly practices in Philly area, but she reminded me like the same mannerism. Like she just, I don't know, like we just connected and we, like even today we figured out that both of our favorite numbers is eight. And she has like, my favorite number is eight. She even has like an eight tattoo. Like we just, we have the same mindset on life. And, you know, it doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Like, she's very positive. She loves podcasts. She's an outdoorsy person. And she's all about, like, health. But she, and she cares. Like, her patients, she loves what she does. And she's very passionate about it. And she's just as big of a dental nerd as I am. That, like, we just, we click. Nice. Okay. So, so much to talk about on that part, right? Like, when you were on the, our phone call with her. Went betting her, I guess, like then, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So then, right now, I mean, I want to ask, like, where is your practice now compared to before? But yeah. before that, how did you get your overhead so high? Oh, Michael, I feel like I know that I've been open for a year, but I feel like I'm just now starting <laughs> to practice now. I'm like, okay, like this year, I feel like my eyes were kind of glazed over, and I was just kind of like going through the motions a little bit to just kind of get through it, which is so awful. But like, I'm just being completely honest. 
So um, my overhead got so high, our freaking spending habits, aka my spending habits (laughs) on supplies was just ridiculous. And my assistant now, Carla, she's just like put her foot down. She's like, first of all, you have to stop ordering off of Amazon. Every time someone like, oh, get this, get this. I'm like, all right, ordered, boom, done. And she's like, stop doing that. I'm like, you're right, 100%. So Summer was able to give us a really nice Excel sheet of like, okay, order one, order two, whatever. And then we put in our monthly adjusted production and we take the average of like the previous three months. We average that and then we take 5% of that and it's like in the Excel sheet and it automatically calculates that to enter into that next month, you know? And then like, that's our budget. So then now we like have like, okay, Henry Shine, order one. We, you know, we got $300 for that. Benco, we got this much. Darby, we spent this much. And then it'll show us how much is left. So we only did it for like the last month, but it's been nice to see, okay, like we are going to have to try to make this work until next month. Or like we have some big purchases coming up. We need to try to like save some of this budget so that we can now buy these other big things. Oh, I like that. So then this Excel sheet or this, they provided for you? You made it? Yeah. So she gave it to me. I tweaked it. My husband's like a Excel genius. And so he taught me some quick little formulas. And so now I was like, okay, Carla, all you have to do is enter in our adjusted production and it's going to automatically populate these other cells. She's never used Excel in her life. She's like, well, I'm just going to write it on this piece of paper and enter it and like use a calculator. I said, do not waste your time. We're working on efficiencies. I was like, just typing it in is going to save you like two to three minutes each time and that you can be doing something else. Like let the Excel sheet work for you. So that's one advice is like everybody should just get really good and like your best friend should be Excel because it's, you can work, you know, you can be a lot more efficient than wasting your time trying to do things manually. This is your office manager, you said? Um, No, so she's my assistant. I think she does want to eventually maybe be office manager right now. She's my lead assistant. Do you have an office manager? No, just me. Yeah. I thought, I thought you're, who did, or did you let her go? The um, the one who was in the front or no? Oh, no, Raquel, she's in the front. Um, uh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, I, I, I'm probably not going to have an office manager for a while. I don't know. I've just heard mixed reviews on if you should have an office manager or not. So I might stick with like leads for now. What have you heard? I've heard that like, First of all, sometimes you can be on a high horse and then you're just, especially if it comes from someone that went from a position in, like say an assistant, and then you go from like, these are colleagues to like, now you have to answer to this person. It Mm. can be a little weird for that transition when y'all are like friends, you know, kind of thing. Um, And then also like, it depends on the type of personality, but then you don't want to be like a dictator. And sometimes people take that leadership position and take advantage of it and then now they feel like they have to be the boss and dictate how everyone's doing things when you have to learn to not just manage people but lead people no one wants to be managed so you have to try to like learn how to lead and work with different personalities so I think that sometimes there's some issues issues with that yeah I get you though I get you about the efficiencies with the excel sheet and everything like that and how somebody's like no I'm gonna do it this way and you're kind of like this is busy work. Stop doing right. busy work and do exactly. make it productive. And it's almost kind of like they want to seem busy sometimes, you know? Oh, that was a problem for us. 
So I had to start putting timelines. Everyone's like, oh, I'm doing this still. I'm like, okay, I need this done in the next 30 minutes. I need this done by Friday. Oh, Michael, what I started using. Have you heard of Asana? Yeah, of course. Uh, I freaking love Asana. I How do you that. use Asana? So our operations manual that we're, Carla, that's her little project. We use Google Drive as well. So we're linking everything from Asana to the Google Drive. So if we update something, we update it in the drive. So then it updates the link in Asana. We're putting like how to do everything in Asana. How to take x-rays, how to transfer x-rays, how to check in a patient, how to submit a claim. And so if someone, if we all get abducted by aliens and Raquel is up in the front and, or like say Carla's in the front, she's never submitted a, a claim. She can look at, search it in the Asana and the claim, and then it'll like pop up. And then it'll be like the step-by-step of how to do that. So there will be a scenario where that, I mean, we need that systems, right? But there's never going to be a scenario where like you guys are gone and then only Raquel's in the front. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, but Raquel was like sick for a while and no one knew shit up there. Sorry. Excuse my phrase. But like everyone was like fish out of water. I'm like, we need to not ever be in this situation again. Like this was very stressful. Like we don't know where anything is. I literally made everybody map out where everything was located in the office. We Uh have zones. I'm like, everyone's like, where's the extra etch? That was getting on my nerves. I'm like, all right, we're going to we're gonna split it up. Zone one, zone two. This is where the referrals are. If we have a temp, awesome. Where do I get this from? Cool. Zone three in this section. Nice. Okay, that's good. So yeah. this, you learned this from DSI or Dental A team? Or uh, I learned this from kind of everybody. So I figured out the zone things on my own. But Asana, I learned from uh, Anissa Holmes, Delivering Wow, because mm-hmm. she did, did a phenomenal like four day course. Uh, you know, it was like, I think it was like a couple months ago. She did a, an amazing course. So she, I also learned from her doing whiteboard. So like we were really slacking on like our goals. So we have a whiteboard in our office. Some offices do this where you're like, okay, like what is our goal this month for crowns or night guards or fillings? Where were we last month? What's our goal? And where are we at today? So then when you get a category and you complete it all, like say you got all three night guards, or whatever, small wins, your team can kind of celebrate like, oh, awesome. Like we got them to say yes to this treatment. So you can treatment plan. It's like, okay, let's try to get them to like say yes. So we can like check this off on our whiteboard. Gotcha. So that's, you still doing that today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still doing that now. I have Raquel update it each week. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, Where's your practice at now? Because, I mean, when we first started, right, like when we were doing all this and you opened up, it was good. But according to you right now, you're like, was I even, what was that? Yeah, it was a hot mess. So I'm not where I need to be. I loved listening to Andrew because he is totally a unicorn and he freaking killed it year one. Not my case at all. I'm getting killed. No, I'm like breaking. I'm I'm still breaking even. I'm like because our expenses keep going up too, like my loan, and then I'll have a hygienist, and then now so it's like you know we collect more, and then like my expenses go up. So um, we're still like hovering around like break even basically, which is I think my monthly break even now. I think it's before the hygienist. It's like maybe forty two ish, something like that. I have to double check. So we're hovering right around there. And that's why Jake was like, I felt like I couldn't do anymore because I was slammed with, well, not slammed with new patients, but we had on average like 30 to 35 new patients and we're still doing three and a half days. 
So I was like stuck doing all this super low value services, new patients cleaning, you know, scaling with inflammation, doing all these things. And then we couldn't get people to stay for same day treatment. We were like, it was such a bottleneck. And my assistants can polish afterwards, but I have to be in there to do the cleaning. And so now, even like the last, she's only been with us for a week and a half. Our production has been so much better because I'm able to do, go ahead and do the crown or go ahead and do the root canal or go ahead and do dentistry, you know, instead of having to see new patients and do the cleaning and my time gets tied up with that. Hmm. That's where you feel like it's transition. Like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Even like, again, like the last week and a half, I've had like some temp hygienists, but you can't really, because then sometimes you'll have a temp hygienist that one random day and then their schedule falls apart. And then the next day you're slammed and then like you don't have a hygienist. Yeah. And now I'm seeing, I was seeing like sometimes 11, 13 patients on my own doing a whole bunch of little things. Gotcha, gotcha. So then, because I'm assuming when you did the numbers, right, with Mm -hmm. DSI, that's when they were like, oh, yeah, you really need a hygienist, right? Yes. What are the signs for somebody listening right now? They're like, I think I need one or I think I don't. I don't know. Because, you know, some people are like, oh, when it's a startup, you do your cleanings, do everything that hygienists would do because you're you're running lean. Right. When is it time? I mean, I feel like the answer, honestly, is different for everybody. For my situation, like we were getting booked out. It was like a solid couple weeks. And like we would still fit in like a new patient, still fit in an emergency because we had three ops, which is nice. But like the point where sometimes people have a number threshold, but I feel like, and this is what Jake had kind of co-signed on, is that when I have, I can't do a lot of same day treatment and I can't do more dentistry because I'm doing mostly cleanings is kind of the threshold. So you have to kind of see like how far booked out you are and then how much time are you spending doing cleanings? Is it 50%, which is like, you know, you can work with that. But if like you're 80%, like most of your days is doing cleanings and exams, then now you can delegate that to someone else to open up your schedule so you can do more dentistry. Gotcha. So because I mean, if you only are doing 20% of the hygiene and then now you bring on hygienists, like, well, now you only really have 20% of stuff that you can give to them. It's not really going to solve the problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But now, now you feel like you're starting to see the numbers come up. Oh, yes. Yep. And it's easier for the team to now be like, okay, like our goal is one crown a day and then like a few fillings or something like that. Like we're starting little because I mean, now that she's here, our our side looks like freaking a little bit of a ghost town, which Jake warned us. He's like, it is going to look like that for a little bit. But that's where the same day dentistry comes in. Like and then you're just trying to we just pull the trigger to get her to join our our team, but use that to try to fill it in and do same day treatment and stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. So that's a good thing then. It's a good thing that, um, so right now overhead is less. And I honestly yeah. thought your overhead was going to be higher. Well, before you came, when you first started off, cause of like maybe you hired more team members or something, but it's because of the spending. Yeah. The spending habits are awful, 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 awful. I'm working did, on it. I need you. What are you spending on where you're like, this is just a problem in my personal life. My husband's like, we don't even have nice clothes. I don't understand why. He took my credit cards away. He's like, I don't understand what you're ordering. Uber Eats, Amazon, (laughs) (laughs) expensive mouth rinse. I'm like, I need some freaking, was that AIM, toothpaste, the cheap? I need it just, but yeah, yeah, I don't even have nice things. And I just somehow find ways to spend money. So I'm like, I can't let this 
flow over into my practice. So I told my team, hold me accountable. I'm not going to order anything unless like, honestly, like my team has to keep me in check. Like I'm like, hey, we need this, right? And they're like, doc, we don't need this. Or they're like, why did you order more blankets? I'm like, I felt like we needed more blankets. I'm like, we <laughs> had three. You, we don't need three more. I'm like, you're right. I won't do that. I promise anymore. I'm done. I'm done getting blankets. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what if they're really, really cold? Exactly. Y'all like, you know, aren't staying on top of laundry. So they're like, doc, we're fine. We don't need extra blankets. No more neck pillows. I'm like, you're right. I'm not, I'm, I got one for myself. They're like, stop. You don't need one. You don't fly that much. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So that expenses have lowered. Um, also production has gone higher, which I'm assuming collection has been better, right? Oh, collections are great. Like we, percentage wise, we're good. We've been taking a deposit $50 for each appointment, like doctor's appointment or SRP. Cause our no show rate was killing us. Really? Or like big production that we'd schedule like an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours and patient would no show. So the way you're kind of like, I guess, uh, replenishing that or like obviously like fixing that is um, charging before? Yeah, $50 deposit to reserve the time to be with us. And we do have a cancellation policy. We have not had to do it, knock on wood, but they are subject to losing that $50 as a uh, rescheduling fee is what we call it. Mm-hmm. if they don't give us at least 48 hour notice. Has anybody given you like grief about that? Like, oh my God, I got to pay my other, I'm just going to check around. No. And if they do like, fine, bye, see you never. Because like we, I mean, we have to like train, like this is how we're doing things in this office. And it's not going to be perfect for everyone. We get it. But I feel like it catches people who are not actually serious about coming anyway. Mm-hmm. You have to have some skin in the game. And we're not asking for, some offices you have to pay in full. Like we just ask them for $50 and that goes towards your treatment. You know, so like you come in, your patient portion's $150. Cool, you already pay the reservation fee. So your total is only $100. Yeah, because I feel like if you, if it is only 50 bucks, right? Like, I mean, if they're like, if they're giving you the grief about it, it's like, were you planning not to show up? Exactly. So anyways, it just eliminates that. And it's been so much better. Because that was the other thing that was killing our production is that a day would just fall apart and I don't have a hygiene column to pull from. It's just me. So it would really, really fall apart. Yeah, that's Whereas true. at least now we have hygiene patients too. So it's like, okay, day falls apart. Cool, so-and-so needs something done. Let's go ahead and just knock it out for them. I like that. Okay, so then collections is, is on point. Production's yep. been higher. Yep. Uh, expenses have lowered. Right yep. now, how's your marketing and advertising looking? Bad, Michael, bad. I need to do better. And I, I had a eureka moment like the last few weeks. I'm like, I marketing is okay. We have a decent amount of referrals now, like word of mouth. But I need to do more ground marketing. I know you're going to yell at me because I've been looking at the course still, but I need to do better. But we did do mailers. Mm-hmm. My first time. Mailers are not dead. We've actually gotten a decent amount of people from mailers that like needs a lot of treatment. And like one lady, she just came in to get her crown and a filling yesterday from it. And like, so we, you know, she's got a ton of treatment that she needs. And so I think we've gotten like six people from the postcards, six or seven people. And we just sent them end of June. Who did you go with for that? Uh, Postcard Mania. They were so easy to work with. Nice. Yeah. You know what? Mail, I feel like 
it's just we got to like hone in a little bit more. You know what I mean? Or, or I don't yeah, know. It depends on your area too. Like my area is so is pretty old school. Like yeah, like Google Ads. Like yes, like we still need to use digital marketing, but there is totally a place in my area for mailers. What'd you put on the mailers? We put the you know new patient special. We put that we're gonna have a discount on clear aligners. We did put some testimonials on there. And like they have it down to science to get the message. So like they just helped kind of get some like slogan stuff on there. Some good, you know, I want it. I'm a very neutral color theme kind of girl. So they gave me like a few options. Um, and then, yeah, like our, our information. But and then like that we are like a modern office that we're a couple things that makes us different. But yeah, they did a fantastic job. I'm very happy with the result. What's the new patient special? It's $99 for exam, x-rays, and a cleaning as long as they just need a regular cleaning. Okay, cool. Are you noticing more like cash patients or a specific insurance? Are, you're not fee-for-service, right? No, God, I wish. Um, no, I am not. I have, I'm in network with three insurances. I am going to probably add just a couple more. Let me tell you. So yeah. this is actually one thing I wanted to go over today. Lessons that I've learned. If I could do it again, I totally would have added way more insurances to start with. So all you startup people, honestly, I know everyone online was like, oh, just go fee for service your first time. It's hard unless you are going to freaking market your butt off. It's hard. And you already have a lot of things to balance. It's hard to focus all your energy on marketing. I wish that I had more insurances. I feel like all my friends that did more insurances, they were able to scale a little bit faster. And then you can like trim it back. Huh. So then the idea for you only joining three was what? You were like thinking, hey, I'm going to be fee for service eventually. Might as well not join that many. Or what was it? Yeah, because I, I heard that it was a real pain in the butt to get out of the insurances. And I was like, I don't really want to have to deal with that whole process. And we still do deliver this high quality experience. And, you know, my fear was that if I add all these insurances, I'm doing a ton of write-offs and I'm not able to deliver the level of care or use the products or use the labs that I want because I'm having so many huge write-offs for the insurance was my fear. But I also want to scale faster. So that like did not align with each other. Scaling fast and not being in that worth a lot of insurances, it would just makes it not saying it's impossible, just makes it more challenging. Yeah. I remember, um, you know, who Travis Campbell is, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, he he t- talked to me or talked to us a little bit about that on the other podcast, letting us know kind of exactly the same thing. He's like, you want to add as much right now as you can to scale, depending on how fast you want to grow and then trim back and then maybe even renegotiate. You know what I mean? Or right. anything like that. So interesting. So now you're going to add how many more? I'm not sure yet because I'm, I'm just starting the process. So I am going to work with I absolutely still love Vivek 100%. He's like one of my favorite people in the world. So I was going to work with PPO Profits and I know they do a fantastic job, but their weight right now, not saying, they, they just added more team members. So their weight is totally not, not going to be as long, but I've had to wait for so long. I'm actually going to jump ship and work with um, Maritza with MDent to do the credentialing and the stuff like that. Because that's who um, my you know best friend Melissa is working with. Don't Does Melissa have, have her own practice? She's opening in December oh or gosh. maybe January at this point. I think she's slightly delayed. Gotta have her on the podcast. One of these I days. know. Oh, there you go. Oh, she loves like sharing her story. So I'm surprised yeah, yeah. she didn't do it. 
No, but okay. So you're going to go with M. Dent. Yeah. Can I ask, I don't know if I can, if however open you want to be about this. What's the price difference between those two? It's very minimal. They're very close to each other. Like give me a range or number uh, or. I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Exactly. I don't want to blow anyone's cover because they have different packages too. They have like, they both have like three different packages each. Oh, okay. So, so within with, with me, it was like within $1,000. Within $1,000 a yes. month? No, no, no. Like total. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's wow. like one lump sum. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And so yes. she's going to, or her company's going to find out what's the best type of insurances you need to be taking on right now. Yep, exactly. And then we'll look at the fee schedules and we'll see like what makes sense to add. Gotcha. I'm not going to just, you know, go in there willy nilly, but. Yeah, because then that would be more of a headache. You know what I mean? Exactly, All these yeah. Okay. So from last, from December, I guess, till right now, you know, you, we've kind of uh, been talking about companies, other places. You, you've had a consultant when you first started up, right? Yes, ideal practices. Okay. So throughout this process, what companies have you seen have been able to pull through, still stick with you, do all these things? Wonderful, fantastic. And what are some where you're like, man, you left or that was pretty bad or like they're not that great anymore? Uh, well, I absolutely love Flex. I will always love Flex. Like they're like my favorite people. They have been so responsive through the thick and thin. They are always here to help and serve. So they have been probably my favorite if I had to pick. I know everyone's been kind of chatting about Swell. I feel like it's not their fault that Google has really changed how reviews are. And like, I've lost so many reviews because it sounds too perfect or whatever didn't go, you know, based on what they, like even my assistant's mother-in-law, she wrote us a review and they took it down. Because of Google? Uh, on Google, huh. yes. Gosh. I know. So like, I, I get it. So now a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're not doing their job, blah, blah, blah. But there's only so much you can do when Google's like being jerks kind of. But I mean, no one, I mean, ideal practices, they, they helped me like the first month, but I mean, unless you join their mastermind, like they're not gonna, you know, like there's gotta be a cutoff at some point too. Mm. I did ask like a question, I think maybe like three or four months afterwards and they were fine with helping me. Like they weren't like, sorry, we're gonna yeah. you know, send you to spam. Like we can't help you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I haven't really had anyone that's, bad. I mean, I would want more from Swell, but again, that's not their fault that Google's like changing things. Oh, and then I love uh, Verific. Oh, you're with Verific too? Yeah, Verific. Clutch. So clutch. Everyone should just outsource that. It's a, I feel like a waste of your front desk time dealing with verifications. She can be doing other, she or he could be doing other things in my own opinion. So that's been worth it. And I also outsource my claims. I work with Paragon, Shasta is her name. They've been really awesome because some of the things were a little bit harder for my front desk to like follow up on. And I, we weren't like really getting paid. So I was like, I need someone to make sure we're getting paid. And so they're going to follow up with all the claims. They submit everything. They do all the attachments for you. They attach your, your the photos and the x-rays and your narrative. And they do all that for you. That's nice. That's good. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, like this is within the 31 to 60 day. Like, let me follow up, see what's going on with this. And then we'll get an email like, hey, so MetLife had to resend the check. Apparently they already sent it, but they're resending it. You should be getting in the next couple of days. Boom. Got the check. Cool. Thanks. Her name is Sheila. Thanks, Sheila. Appreciate you. 
Got our check for the crown. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yes. So what company do you think or service you might be dropping soon? So we also use Paragon for the patient billing. We just started doing that. Honestly, I think that Raquel can do it. We just didn't really know how to do it. But now we kind of have an idea of how to do patient billing. So probably that service. We just have to get in a routine every Tuesday or every week. We're sending out the, the statements. Because then we were waiting too long and then people were like, well, what the hell? This is from four months ago. I'm like, you right. I understand. I'd be mad too. But we weren't doing it timely. So I was like, let me just have that to help us hold someone accountable to get the statement. So probably I'll probably drop that. Other than that, I don't really do a whole bunch of other services. That's good then. That's good. Yeah. Keeping the overhead. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're supposed yeah. to, everything is supposed to be like aligned, right? To that. Yep. Excel sheet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. So then. Any like thing right now when it comes to your startup or people doing their startup, you're on, you're past year one, right? Yes. I just hit year one on July 12th. Okay. So biggest regrets that you've had from year one that you're like, guys, if you're going through this, you know what I mean? Like, uh huh, absolutely. So, okay. So I actually had a list. <laughs> Start with more freaking insurances. Even Melissa was like, I'm not going to. I'm like, nope, I don't want to hear it. Don't text me that. Just, just, just do it. Just start with more because you can always scale and trim it back. Don't just add any, but see if it makes sense for the pay, you know, the fee schedule. But try to add more insurances. I would try to at least start with, if you can do five or six, I think that's fine. Have more capital for marketing. Lord knows I did not need to get a pano machine with like some other things. And I, I remember it. that day too. You're like, I, I just got to do it. I just got to do it. Yep. You, you tried to tell me so and I did not listen. So do you, I encouraged it. Yes. I know. Right. You're like, just do it. So we can talk about this next year. Um, so yeah. So just, you know, build lean, do minimal because you have to have more money for marketing. I screwed that up. I, you know, blew through a lot, like a decent amount of the working capital that I didn't have as much as I should have to really come in strong with marketing. And I think just learn how to hire well, just understand. And what you need now might not be what you need a year into your practice. So like it's, it's evolving over time. And I think just like having open communication to talk to people and make sure everyone's on the same page and make sure everyone understands your values. I think it just be open with your team is great and make it a fun environment. Like no one wants to be with someone who's always just so serious. Like we did a icebreaker today. We tossed around a beach ball with like questions, like get to know each other. And it was fun to like move around and toss a beach ball, you know. That's nice. Yeah. Like a field day. Yeah, exactly. We did our meeting outside. It was beautiful. Like do something fun with your team. They'll appreciate appreciate it. That's that's kind of hard when you're feeling like the way you were feeling when you're like, oh, God. Go. And that's why I didn't do all that. I was like, a little bit in a dungeon in my mind. But, you know, now that I feel like I'm in a, I feel like I'm in, I'm in a safe place with my team that I'm like, okay, like I want to do, like everyone deserves to have a fun, enjoyable place to work. Like I need to be able to create that. It starts with me. Yeah. You, so you didn't feel like you were in a safe place before? Well, I mean, you? like I was just like, I was just going through the motions. I wasn't where I thought I would be. You know, I had this like vision board and all this stuff. And I had this vision of like what I wanted to feel like and stuff like that. And I wasn't feeling that. So I was not disconnected, but I was kind of like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. But then I realized that it's within my control and I can change it. So I'm now 
in a place where like, I feel like I'm happy and proud of like what I've created more so. I was like so proud, but I wasn't like, I felt like there was something missing. No. Yeah, I get you. I get you like 100% where you're just like, I should be here or I don't know, something's right. You know what I mean? Like, right. what is ha- do you find yourself like, oh, I guess for lack of a better word, like comparing with others that you see like, you're like, oh. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm really bad about comparing sometimes. I try to remind myself that, you know, everybody has their own journey and like this is mine. And that's why I was like, you know, like Andrew's like, he freaking crushed it. But that's, you know, not my journey. You know, like he's amazing. I'm like so proud. of. It. I listened to it. I took some nuggets away. But like, it's okay to have a different walk of life, you know, and like learn from other people's successes as well. Not only just their failures, but also their successes so that you can see what might work for you too. Yeah, you're right. hundred percent. Start your own trial. You know what I mean? And embrace your journey and your challenges and your obstacles and your wins and stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome, Ashley. I appreciate it. So if anyone has, well, really quick, hey, are you going to the retreat? Start a retreat or no? I want to go. I don't know. I just don't know if I have the money. If we can up our production, another goal, then I would, I totally want to come. So I'm going to try to figure it out right now. I'm not sure, but I'm going to try my hardest. So I hope, are you going to be there? Yeah. Okay. It's the, I was actually going to be at the Mark Costas too, but then I think that's the time like my wife got COVID. Somebody got COVID and I was like my family and I was like, oh, I got to. Probably should be here for that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to try to come. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be awesome. It's going to be awesome. a blast. Details for that will be in the show notes below. But anyways, awesome, Ashley. Thank you for being on the podcast. We appreciate it. If anybody wanted to reach out to you, ask you more questions, where can they reach out to you? Absolutely. So my Instagram is at Ashley underscore DDS. The practice is at Dawson Mon and Dentistry. And then you can find me on Facebook. It's Ashley Dawson dash Sutton. Message me. I've had like, so many people reach out because of our season. So grateful I will call or text you. I'm chatting with someone that found me on the podcast next week. But yeah, so I'm an open book and um, you just gotta, you just gotta go for it. You guys can do it and just embrace your journey, but everyone's gonna figure it out and come out on top. Awesome. So it's been a minute, but Ashley, sign us out. Well, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys follow me on Instagram and Facebook. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And this is the making of Dawson Modern Dentistry. Hey, before you leave, before you leave, don't forget, we want to see you there at the making of retreat. There's only a couple months left. So go in the show notes below, click on the link and then click on reserve your spot and then use the coupon code the making of pod and you're going to get a certain discount just for being a listener. Remember, it's in Napa, California in November. It's going to be beautiful It's going to be a retreat and you're going to learn so much. So guys, go in the show notes below or go to themakingofpodcast.com forward slash retreat and then use the coupon code themakingofpod to get a specific discount. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you in the next episode.